man, hello, what is up everybody? It's just Matt in the house today, we're talking about a movie because Eric couldn't be here today because he's a bastard. I don't know why, but he's been super bu- he was busy, so I'm gonna talk some shit. I have no idea why he's not here, but he couldn't make it today, so it's just me alone. We're gonna be, we're gonna actually probably talk about a movie today, because I have to kill some time. So I'm gonna do my best to kind of recap a movie for everybody. Uh, this is Monster Jamboree. Uh, hi, Christy. This is the last episode of Monster Jamboree. And here's our ASMR segment. All right, I got all of our, uh, I got all of our established bits out of the way, so that's fine. We don't have to worry about me or Federig. Uh, that what that wasn't a word. Forgetting is the word that was supposed to come out of my mouth, and my brain chose something else. Jesus. Today we're talking about Pet Cemetery. The new movie, not the old one, because I don't rec- actually recall the old one. I have seen it before. I do believe I actually liked the old one a little bit better. I'll just, I guess uh, that's a spoiler, I guess, if you're wondering about what my thoughts are. Uh, the other one was a little better, I'm going to be honest. Uh, this one wasn't bad, and I'm going to talk about it, but uh, I just wanted to kind of get that all out there. So uh, we can go ahead and get into it. i got to kill some amount of time, which is going to be... Relatively difficult, but I have the privilege of the internet being in front of me, so I can find some cool, fun facts for everybody about this movie. So I'm gonna Google that right in front of God and everybody. Pet Cemetery. It came out. Seventy-two uh, percent of people have enjoyed this movie, guys. Uh, as a fifty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a six-point-three on IMDb, and a fifty-seven percent on Metacritic, and. 58% is honestly about what I would rate it. It's not bad, to be completely honest with everybody. So don't don't go into this thinking that it's not a good movie. It's not entertaining. Uh, don't think anything like that. My main concerns with this movie will be addressed as we go. So I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of the uh, nitty-gritty about it. It's because i got to kill a half hour, at least, to talk about this movie. It was directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer, written by Jeff Bueller, from a screen story by Matt, a, st- a screen story by Matt Greenberg. You know, when somebody adapts a fucking movie from a book that somebody wrote, you fucking give credit to the screen story writer. Okay, that's an interesting fucking take. I mean, I guess if you can, all right, that that's that's bizarre, I guess, but sure. I mean, somebody has to write it. Fuck it. Uh, it is the second act adaptation, as we've said before. Um, the first one, I, I liked that one a little bit better. I thought that was a little bit more developed. Nah, nah, not even necessarily better developed. I just think it was, for the time being, it was a little bit better. This one was, um, I guess, in my opinion, it might have been a little bit... It uh, dragged a little bit. Uh, th- though many named it better than the 1989 adaption. I, uh... I don't know if I really agree with that, but, um, so there's, oh, it was, okay, cool, 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 I remembered their names, the main characters of this are Lewis Creed, who is the dad, his wife Rachel, who is the mom, and then there's Ellie, who is the, uh, daughter, I suppose, and Gage, who is the most useless character I've ever seen in a movie, 
that required for some like I understand that you you know they don't want to change too much and they want to have uh, the he was uh, just useless no reason to be in the movie other than like a scene at the end I suppose which I'll get to but um no it wasn't he didn't really do anything also John Lithgow's in it and as soon as it said something about John Lithgow all I could think about was uh Dan Harmon has a John Lithgow impression where he he talks with his mouth open I don't even know who fucking John Lithgow is let's find out who John Lithgow is guys. Altogether, that's John Lithgow. He was Judd, I think. Uh, yes. Fuck if I know who's cast. John Lithgow is Judd. John Lithgow. I'm I'm Judd. Uh, Jason Clark is Lewis Creed. Amy Simons. John Lithgow. Um. Jette Lorraine. Uh, Lawrence. I don't know. Fucking Ellie Creed. Uh. There, oh, there was two babies that played Gage Creed. I guess maybe they. I, I, I think that's a fact. I think that actually, um, to have a like baby in a movie, I think there has to be, like, twins. I think that's actually a law. I might be wrong on that. I could be completely wrong on that. But um, we're gonna talk about that as if it's completely true. The it it uh. The principal photography commenced on June eighteenth. I guess. Oh, wow. I mean, it wrapped up not that long ago. That's kind of neat. Um, it was originally slated to be released on April 19th, but it was brought forward to April 5th. Uh, what's out April 19th? Oh, that's probably... No, that's there's nothing really that I'm aware of coming out on April 19th that's big because fucking Avengers is the 26th, so I don't know why they... It was released. Oh, that was another problem. It was released alongside Shazam, guys. Uh, Shazam is apparently fucking dope. Uh, wow, it made two point three million uh, Thursday night previews, and then ten million on its first day. It debuted at twenty five million, which is, I mean, not, that's not bad, I guess. Uh, possible prequel? Why? Well, I, I guess they're gonna they're talking about making a prequel about it. That's going to be an interesting situation. So that's basically the, uh, if you wanted just pure information on the movie. So now I'm going to talk about it. The kind of opening scene was actually, I'm not sure if it's an homage to kind of old horror movies. But it was the, you know, like, I don't know what it is about horror movies that take place in the woods like this. It's a common theme. Happens in a lot. Happens, uh particularly well, one notable movie that stands out to me is a uh, fun uh, funny games both the uh, obviously the you know both of them because it's, they're technically like the same movie in case anyone was wondering um fun fact about that I don't know if I if anyone out there has seen them if you're a fan of this podcast I'm assuming you like horror movies and if you like horror movies I'm assuming you've seen funny games it's not given that you've seen both of them though so if you are a fan of this podcast and have seen Neither or just one of Funny Games. Fun fact, the director of that movie literally made the same movie twice. He shot it shot for shot to be the same movie, just with different actors and in English. Which is kind of neat. A lot of people don't make a remake like that. A lot of people, when they make a remake, they kind of go a spiritual successor way. uh, Or they, you know, they take the idea and they switch it up a little bit. No, 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 not this guy. This guy made the same movie twice. So props to him because honestly, I appreciate that a little bit more. It's kind of like when somebody makes a cover of a song and they fuck up the song a lot. Like everybody's like, oh my God, have you heard Skinny Love by Birdie? And then you listen to it and it fucking sucks and everybody who likes it is fucking wrong. And I don't have Eric here to disagree with me on shit so I can just fucking go off. 
about my opinions on things. Fuck Birdie, fuck that song, fuck you for ripping off Bon Iver's great song, turning it into some shitty, shitty, slow song about fucking bullshit. Fuck you, Birdie, that song fucking sucked, and everyone who likes it's a piece of shit, and you're fucking wrong. Wow, I have a lot of opinions about that. That's how I feel about movies that fuck up a remake. This wasn't really one that fucked up a remake, I feel, because already it's a book movie. So you can't really complain about it too much because it's not a remake of a movie. It's an adaptation of a book, which, I mean, that's that that lends something to itself entirely. That doesn't necessarily uh, fit the idea of a remake. In my opinion, uh, it did a good... Uh, I, I haven't read the book. I'll go ahead and say that. I've read a, I've read a lot from Stephen King. I re- he's one of probably one of my favorite authors, if not my favorite, just by, I guess pure numbers of how many books I've read he might be like second there's only like one author I can think of that is more so I guess Stephen King would be up there for me solely with the amount of books that I've read from him but he's also like genuinely one of my favorite authors just in general because he is extremely good at just the way he writes his visualizing of I guess his abilities to make you the reader visualize what he wants you to visualize he's extremely talented at that so I might have to read Pet Cemetery to get a better opinion on it. I don't know. Based on the fact that I've now watched the movie twice, and I get the idea, I think it's... This might be one of those things where I think that the concept of it is scarier than the application. Uh, the movie is not particularly... There's not a lot to really keep you dragging on, other than the pure... It's 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 more ideological horror, which maybe the book explains that a little bit more. But uh, I'll go ahead and get started. So I fucking I already derailed Jesus. So it starts out stereotypical way. You know I lended myself into the funny game thing. It starts out with an overshot of a driving car driving through the woods. It's a very stereotypical horror movie thing that happens in several horror movies. This is just one of them. I don't know if it was an homage or if they just really cut out and just decided to you know be as bland and unoriginal as possible. I'm doubting that's what they do. Because, I mean, if they're making a book movie, my guess is they were going more the homage route. Simply because I doubt that with, a, you know, something that I'm assuming that they expected to make. Maybe not a lot of money, but they expected to be popular solely because it is Stephen King. He has such a powerful name in uh, horror. And he's so renowned for it that they would probably want to make sure that they have some sort of proper homage to horror in general. That's my opinion. Uh, I don't know if I agree with the decision to do it because it is such a worn-out trope, but then again, Stephen King does do a lot of stuff that takes place in Maine, and he want, I'm assuming they wanted to highlight sort of the Maine countryside, and I can, you know, if that's what they wanted to do, I, I'll, I'm making a little, I'm making a few excuses for it, but in the end, uh, yeah, they did, they did the most stereotypical horror movie thing, which was to start as a top-down shot of a car driving. It's just a lot. So, you find out, okay, well, you know, there, it's two, It's a family moving into a house in the woods again. Maybe that's why they were, you know, going cheesy horror homage with it, where it's like, okay, well, you know, house in the woods, it's already a cheesy. Let's just, already, let's just hammer in some other tropes. I can understand that. That's fine with me. I don't have a problem with that yet again. So they, it's a family. I've already explained the characters. There's the mom, the dad, uh, the daughter, son. And a cat. Those are the five characters that you are immediately introduced to. They get to the house. Things are going fine. Blah, blah, blah. And then the daughter 
and the mother here's some drum beats and if i'm fucking up the order of this uh forgive me they hear some drum beats they see some kids in masks wander off into the woods carrying a cross and what looks like a you know a dead dog in a wagon if i recall correctly and they're like well what the fuck is this and you know so on and so forth the daughter eventually starts to get really curious about that because you know obviously you'd be fucking curious if you see uh, a bunch of people i guess children in particular wearing masks walking into the woods that are behind your house you'd get a little tripped out too so the daughter goes and finds it finds there's like this uh, pet cemetery uh, she tries to climb over some wall. He gets stung by a bee. She meets Judd, who Judd is a, uh, he's an older man. I, I say older. I mean, he's old. Like, probably, I guess, I would guess if, if I were to guess, but maybe like uh, 65 would be my guess. He's probably, you know, mid-60s, not too unhealthy, but definitely is, his, he's up there. You know, gentle, kind old man. Uh, the mom comes and finds her, uh, the daughter, rather. Mom comes and finds Ellie, and she's like, all right, well, you know, what the fuck? Like, why did you wander off? I told you not to wander off. Couldn't find you, blah, blah, blah. Meets Judd. Every, you know, now Judd is established as a character. And then so some crazy shit happens, and, you know, uh, the dad, who is a doctor, is doing his doctor, you know, his doctor job. And he's a what I guess, it's never really fully explained, he's a doctor on a college campus i suppose is the implication it doesn't really make i thought it was like a school nurse maybe but uh, i guess technically he'd be a school doctor nurse whatever he like some sort of school person like a high, i was thinking high school but um i guess college because a kid gets fucking smoked by a car you don't see that but uh you know he's doing his job as a doctor and all of a sudden this girl flies into the office just covered in blood and she's like oh my god his head oh, no, no, no. He's, he's dying and uh it cuts to a crash cart being wheeled with a dude who is just fucked up like his brain is showing and just all sort like he's fucked up which i don't really know i mean i guess i've never seen anyone get hit by a car but to me it looked more like when somebody wrecks a motorcycle and all of their like skin gets kind of melted away that's to me what it more looked like, and the f effects were really good. Like, I, I there wasn't a part of me that was like, "Oh, that's CGI," or "Oh, that's makeup." Like it, it it's it was able to suspend my belief enough to where I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" Like that's gnarly as hell. Like this dude's fucking like bones are sticking out. Like his arm bone is sticking out. His literally his like brain is sticking out, and it's like kind of pulsing. Which I don't know if brains do that, but. I don't know dick about brains, so I'm just going to assume that maybe that happens. His brain's all sticking out, and, you know, everybody's like, oh, guys, fucking dying. And the kid's like, oh, I'm fucking dying. And then the kid does die, but then he, like, so, you know, he, uh, dad's all like, oh, I can't believe I let this fucking kid die. Oh, I'm a bad doctor. Blah, blah, blah. And then the kid, like, sits up and is like, oh, the, the barrier was never meant to be broken. And the doctor dude, the dad, he's like, what the fuck was this? He turns around and the kid's still dead and the nurse is like, you okay? And he's like, yeah. And that's the start of some wild shit that starts to happen. He's slowly plagued by that kid throughout the movie who's attempting to save him from the pet cemetery. The first night he's there, he's like, oh, I need, you know... I need to show you something, blah, blah, blah. The barrier's not supposed to be broken. Like, the the ground is sour, blah, blah, blah. You know, some weird prophetic Stephen King shit. 
this goes on for a little while, um, and then eventually the cat that I had mentioned previously is run over by a big old truck because their property is right on a fucking highway because of course it is. And so the kid, so like, you know, not the kid, Jesus, the cat is dead and the dad is like, ah, oh, fuck, this cat is dead. My kid's going to be super crushed about it because it was her cat. And is like, uh, you know, come back later. We'll take care of this. And he's, the dad's like, whatever, you know, I'm going to take my kid trick or treating. So he does that, comes back, and then it cuts to Judd and Lewis, the dad, are walking through the woods at night with this dead cat. And Lewis is like, oh, blah, 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 like, you know, just talking and talking and talking. And they go to start burying shit in the pet cemetery. And then Judd kind of looks at him. He's like, you love your daughter? And he's like, well, yeah. He's like, so, you know, fucking Lewis follows him through this, like, wild fucking part of the woods up to the pet cemetery, the true pet cemetery, where it's this... Uh, I guess, sanctified or uh, some sort of magic burial ground where if you bury something there, it'll come back to life. And we find that out after he buries the cat there and boom, next day, the cat's fucking alive. But, dun dun dun, the cat is acting shady as fuck and it's really violent and asshole-ish. But it's nice to the dead, kind of. It's nice to the dead, uh... For the most part, in the sense of, like, unless he's trying to kill it, then the cat's pissed. But, like, the cat's fine with the dad. Dad's like, fuck this cat. Take, you know, takes it away because, you know, it, like, hurts the daughter. Okay, well, fuck this cat. Gets rid of the cat. Or so he thought. Daughter's all sad that the cat ran away again because originally she thought, you know, was told that the cat ran away. And she's like, no, it didn't. He didn't look, it's right there. And then that was when the cat came back. But this time, she's like, oh, no, this cat is actually gone. So she's all upset. She's at her ninth birthday party because her dad's like, let's throw a birthday party for my sad kid. Because, you know, we just moved here. She doesn't have any friends. And let's get her friends down here. And her family will have a big party. We'll be good again. Kids start playing. I think hide and seek would be my guess. Uh, this not really explained exactly what the game is but hide and seek is pretty much just like would be the easiest guess but, you know so they're playing hide and seek and lo and behold guess who comes back it's the dead fucking cat again and the daughter's like oh fuck yeah my cat is back she goes to go and the cat's sitting in the road in the middle of the road and this dumb kid's like i'm gonna go grab my cat that's in the middle of this fucking road doesn't some somehow doesn't hear a fucking uh semi coming which also fun fact she would have been fine had the next series of events not taken place. Gage, the dumbass baby whose only purpose was to cause this shit, I guess, you know, sees his sister in the road and he's like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with this, my, you know, my sister. He's a fucking baby. So he's, you know, running toward the, you know, street and the dad's like, oh, fuck, because my kid's running toward the street. And then, the, you know, he sees the truck and he narrowly saves the fucking kid from the fucking truck but then the truck fucking jackknives and the trailer of the truck falls off and then he notices that ellie is missing and he's like oh fuck so the mom and the dad all run toward the thing and then they see but i'm being bada boom ellie's fucking dead just dead as fuck lying in the ditch dead they're all sad as fuck yeah their fucking daughter just died probably pretty fucking sad you know rationalized 
you know, it's pretty fucking, pretty realistic that they're fucking bummed that their kid's dead. That makes a lot of sense. So, kid's fucking dead. Dad's like, I'm going to bring my kid back to life. Of course, you know, that that's not immediately established. But you know, you know what the fuck's up. You know what the fucking, you know what you're getting into with the fucking movie. Mom and the baby go away because, you know, they need to have some sort of excuse for this off. Dad goes over to talk to Judd, and Judd's like, man, I'm so fucking sorry, dude. Like, I shouldn't have shown you that fucking graveyard. Like, that was fucked up of me. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I thought this, I thought that, yada, 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 so on and so forth. Basically, Judd's like, yeah, fucked up. And then the dad's like, no, you good, dude. And then he fucking drugs him and puts him to sleep. Not, like, dead, but, like, he makes sure that the dude's, like, fucking asleep. Dude falls asleep, and the dad is like, all right, well, now I'm going to go dig up my dead-ass daughter, and I'm going to bury her in the pet cemetery. So he does that. She comes back and he's like, oh shit, what up my dead ass daughter? And she's all fucked up, like real fucked up, like real fucked up. Like she's like fucking with his head. She's like, I, you know, the last thing I remember, because like it starts out and she's like kind of acting like, you know, his daughter, but like, it's still like really weird because he's like, oh, well, this is kind of, you know, it's definitely wild, but like at least, and then slowly she gets more and more sinister, like real sinister. And he's like, ah, I made a big mistake. Because he did. He made a big mistake. So now he's got to, like, hide his reanimated dead daughter. And he's doing his best. But the mom is trying to get a hold of him. Because she's like, yo, like, our kid just died. Like, I would really prefer if we were, you know, together for a little bit here. So she can't get a hold of him. Decides to come home. And lo and behold, finds her dead-ass daughter not dead-ass anymore. She's not super into that because, you know, obviously you wouldn't be if you're like, oh, my daughter's dead. And then your fucking husband is like, surprise, no, she's not. So that happens. And the daughter is not super into the mom. And neither is the mom super into the daughter. So that's all fucking going haywire because obviously it fucking would. You know, any rational person would be like, oh, my dead daughter's no longer dead. That's not chill. That's essentially the vibe. And then the daughter just starts murdering. Like, there's not really a, uh, there's not really a build-up. It's pretty much immediate. Like, within, you know, about ten minutes, the daughter decides to start killing everybody. I believe the first victim is Judd. And it's a, you know, pretty intense scene. Kills Judd. You know, does a good fucking job of that. Fucks with his head a little bit. And, uh, which I'm gonna sidebar here a little bit. There's a lot of psychological terror in this as well. Uh, the mom in the movie had a handicapped sister that just uh, they, they disliked each other for different reasons. And the mom accidentally sort of in a way kills her disabled sister and is haunted by the sounds of her sister dying because like it's like she felt she like fell to her death in a dumb waiter. So the mom hears like you know, in her, you know, nightmares and just, like, nightmares, hallucinations. She hears somebody crawling around in a dumbwaiter or just, like, in the walls and shit like that. And she talks about how, you know, that was something she heard as a kid. That's something that takes a lot of, you know, to place a lot in this movie. There's a lot of bizarre psychological hair. Uh, uh, I can't say horror or terror without just fucking up my words. So that happens, which is all a result, bizarrely, of the Wendigo because... Of course it is. I'm assuming that that was supposed to be a larger part of the book that they needed to like kind of, I guess, like use that as a like a rectification for why they were able to do the things that they were able to do and like why shit started getting like really weird. But yeah, the Wendigo is like an old uh, Indian, uh, Native American, I should say rather, burial or some sort of folklore 
that punishes evil but is also evil. It's I don't really understand the relevance of the movie, but it's relevant. So I guess they decided to make it be relevant. So they do that. And the daughter starts killing everybody, and the dad's like, oh, no, everybody's fucking dying, shit, fuck, ah. So the daughter eventually does kill the mom, which isn't great, obviously, because, you know, that's not, you're not, you know, the the villain's not supposed to win. Goes, and, uh, she, uh, you know, she the, the last thing the mom says is like, oh, my God, you know, don't let her, don't let her bury me in the secret special burial place where I will come back to life. And the dad's like, oh, for sure I won't, but then... The dad just gets straight up knocked the fuck out, and yeah, literally, the that's what happens, is the daughter goes to bury the mom successfully, and she comes, yeah, the daughter comes back to kill the dad, the dad's doing his best to fight, uh, gets his ass kicked by his, like, demon-possessed daughter, or, de- like, whatever you'd call it, you know, reanimated, but there's some sort of implication that, you know, she's actually possessed by the Wendigo, which is fine, like, that's what they want to go with, sure, that's their decision. I don't understand it. It was definitely a stretch, in my opinion, that they included the Wendigo. It added a little bit of at, uh, atmospheric horror at one point, but th- really the Wendigo, in my opinion, was a callback to something in the novel that didn't necessarily need to be established in the film if it wasn't going to be a major theme, and it really wasn't unless you kind of dug deep into it. But, eh, it's fine all as it was. So, the dad's about to kill the daughter, and, you know, the, you, everybody, you know, you think the movie's about to end. Oh, meanwhile, uh, the fucking baby is locked in a car. I should mention that. That's something that happened. Baby gets locked in the car because the dad's like, oh, no, don't let anybody in because, you know, this, ba- this baby's going to know what that means. Baby's locked in the car. Dad goes to kill the daughter. It's about to kill the daughter with the shovel. And then, blam, through his fucking chest is a stake, and he just fucking dies. And, of course... What do you know? What are they gonna do? They bring up him and bury him in the fucking thing, and then uh, well, now there's a family of fucking zombies, and they all roll up on Gage while he's you know locked in the car, and that's the end of the movie. And if you're wondering, Matt, it sounds like you skipped a lot. Nope, that was literally the bare bones of that movie. I'll give you a quick rundown in uh, less words. Family moves into a house. Family discovers a weird graveyard thing cat dies dad buries cat cat comes back to life dad's weirded out but okay with it daughter dies shortly thereafter dad repeats his daughter daughter comes back everybody's a little bit less stoked than the cat and then daughter starts murdering people that's not great for anybody including the daughter i'm assuming that that's you know not something she planned on ever doing you know she was like you know, it, you know, just standard little girl before, probably never had murder in her head at all. Now she's murdered multiple people. Uh, I think if you want to count Gage, I guess maybe, yeah, I guess technically, but I would, I'd put her at two, two kills, because uh, she kills Judd and she kills her mom. Uh, her mom kills her dad, so that's that. And then they never really kill Gage, so we don't know who kills Gage, but it's implied pretty heavily that for sure Gage dies. Uh, they burn down. Judd's house for some reason, unclear why, but that's something that happens. Judd's house burns down, and uh, yeah, that's the movie. There's uh, six out of ten Draculas. It would, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Uh, I would recommend renting it for sure. Um, I would say that it's worth watching. It's not worth 
avoiding by any means. It's not exactly the, my favorite movie I've ever seen. It's not the least favorite movie I've ever seen. It's a movie. It was pretty good. Uh, that's really it's like when I say six out of ten, that's not like one point above fifty percent as a failure. Like sixty percent is to me like it's worth it. It's not a bad movie. It's just I think that it was a little boring. If I'm gonna be completely honest, there wasn't a lot of stuff that really happened. There's a lot of tension and some jump scares. Not a lot of like really visual horror other than like the body horror of seeing you know the like melt not melted but like the skinless dude who got hit by the car that was kind of gross and that's a aspect of horror but that happened but other than that I mean really it was more of a conceptual horror story that I think just as a hour and a half movie has never really succeeded either way and yeah that is Pet Cemetery. I think we've just about hit a half hour now somewhere around that so I'm gonna go ahead and plug our sponsors make sure you guys all get on over to punandgame.com or you can find such podcasts as fun pun gaming who gives a f not worth the time and of course my other podcast the grove as well as obviously the one you're listening to monster jamboree all hosted by mr wade and nathan taylor two very good friends of mine two amazing dudes who host a fucking amazing site make sure you guys check out all their content because it is genuinely all good I am not only on their website, I do listen to all their content. It's very entertaining. So I think that anybody that listens to this would absolutely like their stuff. So make sure y'all go out and get that shit listened to because it is pretty fucking dope. And with that, I think that about wraps up this special short episode of Monster Jamboree. I hope all of y'all enjoyed it. I know it's uh, a little weird without Eric here to banter with and have our special fun time where we constantly argue and barely talk about what we're supposed to. So it was probably weird to actually hear about our movie that we watched. We haven't actually talked about our movie in several podcasts. If I'm t- if it sounds like I'm trying to stretch this to hit exactly 5 o'clock, then uh, you're right. But uh, you know what? Because I mentioned it, I'm going to go ahead and cut it short. Everybody have a good day. And if you got this far, thank you for listening to me ramble. Y'all are fucking awesome.